Welcome to The Magic of Music, a podcast about why music is so important to us. I am your host, Matt Speaker. This is episode 17. I like to call these miscellanies. If you don't know what that is, you need to go and listen to the very first one. So this is miscellany number 17, and it is titled, Music Can Rewire Our Brain. And I'm going to talk specifically about melodic intonation therapy. On January 8th, 2011, Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords was doing an event called Congress on Your Corner. It was at a strip mall in Tucson, Arizona called La Toscana Village Mall. And I've actually been there. I used to live in Tucson. And so the event was right in front of a grocery market uh, store called Safeway. Jared Lee Loner showed up to the event with a pistol and he shot Miss Giffords in the head point blank and proceeded to wound others and kill six people. Some of these folks were staff members of Miss Giffords and others were participants. Loner was convicted on 19 charges and sentenced to life in prison. Remarkably, Congresswoman Giffords survived the shooting. Because the wound was on the left side of her brain, she became aphasic. And what this means, fancy word, means that she lost the ability to speak. She did not lose the ability to understand and think and process. She just simply could not speak well. And so she became virtually incomprehensible. With a lot of hard work through therapy, Miss Giffords has regained a lot of language abilities thanks to her therapist who used music as an absolutely powerful tool. I'm going to play a couple of different news agency clips. This one is from ABC, and they did a feature on Miss Giffords shortly after, well, shortly, I want to say maybe a year or so after the uh, shooting. And as always, anytime I do this or mention something, I'll put this, this in the show notes. Now, remember, her injury was on the left side of her brain where speech comes from. And in the clip, you're going to hear her therapist trying to help her say the word light. She's frustrated. She's unable to say the word light. And as you can imagine, it was, again, very frustrating. So Miss Giffords is crying, and her therapist is just simply encouraging her. And then something remarkable happens. Here's the clip. Our loss of words can make us feel trapped inside our own minds. Gabby, are you frustrated? Can I tell you something? It is going to get better. Okay? It's frustrating right now, but it is going to get better. You have come a long way in five weeks. You've come a long way. And then, in this emotionally charged moment, to our absolute amazement, we heard this. Okay, you're going to do this. You ready? Remember, at this point, she couldn't say the word light. Suddenly, there she was, singing that word and a whole lot more. Can you imagine being able to think and know what you want to say, but actually unable to say it? And being really frustrated at that moment, and then just encouraged to sing something, and all of a sudden, wow, a lot of words come out. Isn't that amazing? I would call that actually magical. 
I'm thankful for this clip because it shows the actual moment when you can see some a breakthrough. You can see some things happening. So music therapy is a discipline that uses music as a primary tool to help people recover from a variety of of issues and ailments or whatever, okay? Melodic intonation therapy is one technique used to help someone regain their speech. So back to this clip, they have uh, Miss Givers is doing some more singing with therapists on a different day, and so she's got a lot of words that you will hear. And then there's going to be a an added little explanation about what is going on. Well, good morning, Gabby, how do you Megan Morrow is Gabby's music therapist. Why is it that someone who can't speak can sing? Because music is accessed in many different areas of the brain that aren't designated for language. We're retrieving pitch, melody, rhythm through all these different areas, and those are working to get your language back. So what you hear in the clip is is mostly the voice of the therapist, but you do see Gabby singing along. So it's quiet, but she is singing and she is being involved. It's pretty remarkable. The brain is fired up all over the place, all over the brain when you do music. It's one of the reasons we need to be teaching music. It's not just the left side or a right side, like so many subjects. They just focus on a part of it, but it's everything and everything is going. And so isn't that incredible that uh, singing can actually help people uh, do that? The clip goes on to quote Dr. Oliver Sacks. He is a neurologist. A lot of people know and revere very well. And so I'm going to play this clip from Dr. Sachs and then talk about this a little bit. Language is normally held in the left hemisphere of the brain. Music exists in both hemispheres. Incredibly, scientists are finding that music therapy has the potential to rebuild language on the uninjured right side. Nothing activates the brain so extensively as music. And it's really only been in the last five years that brain imagery, um, which showed it had been possible to create a new language area in the right hemisphere. And that blew my mind. One would have said that's, that's a fantasy. Isn't that incredible? That music is actually capable of taking something that's normally a left side of the brain and rewire the brain and put a new region on the right side so that somebody can regain some language. A little bit of a bird walk with Dr. Sachs. I'm going to quote later in this from his book called Musicophilia. And if you want to read an absolutely intriguing book, uh, read this. Because, again, he's a neurologist. His interest in life was music in the brain. And the subtitle to the book is called Tales of Music and the Brain. I think you will absolutely enjoy the book. Anyway, so melodic intonation therapy actually helps us rewire our brain. And this is magical. This is amazing. It creates new pathways on the right side where left side is, is normally for language, it can actually move to the right side. The therapist of the ABC clip later talks about, it's kind of like uh, when you're stuck in a traffic jam and you can't go forward 
you realize that. So what you do is you hop off the interstate, you go through a front road or through some back roads, and then you hop back onto the interstate or you create new ways of being able to get to where you need to go. And that's what's really kind of going on in your brain. I'll have a, um, a link to a web post that talks about specifically melodic intonation therapy and how it works. It's not really technical. It's an easy read. So if you're interested in that, you can, you can read a little bit about it. Okay. So musicophilia talks about this with Dr. Sachs. He explains that um, this was discovered and the term was coined in the early 1970s in Boston by Martin Albert and some of his colleagues. And they taught aphasic patients short phrases to sing, such as, how are you today? One 70-year-old man, he became aphasic, and he was aphasic for 18 months, had received three months of plain speech therapy, and there was absolutely no effect. When this team of doctors uh, spent some time with him, they said in two days he was able to produce words through melodic intonation therapy. And within six weeks, he had a vocabulary of 100 words. And he could actually carry on short, meaningful conversations. Can you imagine somebody who is very capable of speaking, being not able to speak, and all of a sudden you're given this again? What an incredible thing. I've talked to you about plasticity before. What this is is a super fancy word of our brain's capability of changing. That's all that it means. Our brain can change, especially through music. I've previously defined magic as a force that influences something else and often in ways that are completely unexplainable. And that certainly fits here. Rewiring a brain through melodic intonation therapy is what I would call magical, wouldn't you? This is amazing. And it's about as magical as it can get, especially since we're not exactly sure how this happens, but we know that it does. At the end of this little section in Dr. Sachs' book, he writes, We have become accustomed in the last 20 years or so to dramatic revelations of cortical plasticity. And what is remarkable is the notion that the right hemisphere, which is normal circumstances, has only the most rudimentary linguistic capacities, can be turned into a reasonably efficient linguistic organ with less, get this, less than three months of training. And that music is the key to this transformation. Miss Gifford's recovery four years later, I got a clip on here. So I'm going to just uh, wrap this up by talking about her and where she's at today. So this was four years after the shooting. Representative Gabby Giffords received a standing ovation when she returned to the house for the first time after being shot in January of 2011. She's retired from Congress now, but not from active support for her causes. Giffords and her husband, Mark Kelly, recently welcomed our Lee Cowan to their home for this Sunday profile. Feed the dog, feed the dog. It's dinner time at Gabby Gifford's home in Tucson, Arizona, at least for one hungry resident. Nelson Burke. <coughs> Speak. <coughs> Speak. That's Speak. Nelson, Gabby's service dog, who's full of surprises. Like, what can he do? Oh, I choose. Oh, thank you very much. So what happened is Giffords pretends to sneeze 
And the dog, which is a yellow lab, beautiful dog, runs and grabs tissues and go gets them for her. And so you heard her speak a little bit. She's really, really doing great. And again, this was four years after the event. So just listen some more to her speech. Nelson lives to help. But the happy truth is Gabby Giffords doesn't need as much help anymore. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. Each day a little better? A little, little, bit, little bit better. Yeah. As you recover, are you trying to sort of get back the old Gabby or trying to find a new Gabby? The new one. Better, stronger, tougher. She really is a remarkable woman. I encourage you to listen to this entire clip. It's, uh, it's 10 minutes and it's really, it's really enjoyable. One of the things also that she said is, um, and, and I've seen many other interviews with her that she talks about that has really, really helped her, is getting back to just music on her own. And one of those is that she loved playing the horn. She grew up playing the horn in band, and so she practices horn. So I'm going to have you listen to that for a little bit. Music, it turns out, is easier than language. At 44, she's trying to relearn the French horn. She used to play it in marching band. Is that from when you in had in high school? High school. It's your same horn. It's the same horn. <laughs> and you hadn't picked it up for years and years. Years and years. Oh, no, no, not really. There's another clip I will just post. I'm not going to talk about it. And um, this was uh, 10 years after the shooting. You're, uh, you, you'll just be amazed. She's even getting much better. Uh, you can still tell, obviously, that that language is a little of a struggle for her. Things don't come out as quickly as you might think. But think about it. It's absolutely amazing uh, how she's doing. Now, the second clip is uh, her husband is now a congressman himself. I get a little frustrated because I really want to hear her story, and you wind up hearing him and some politics. And so if you can kind of wade through that, you can get through some kind of kind of neat things about what's going on. And then this one also was right at the pandemic. So the second clip was 10 years after was in 2021. And so obviously there was lots of discussion about the pandemic. But, but again, back to this. Music, folks, music is absolutely amazing. It is absolutely magical. Every moment you spend with music, or listen, teachers, every moment you teach music, it is worth your time. Music is amazing. Thank you for what you do. Write me at themagicofmusicms at gmail.com. Have a great day.